This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 36 says, But no one knows the day and the hour, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So here is yet another crucial verse that we would all do well to heed. Yet, like so many others, this one has regularly been ignored by so very many. The Seventh-day Adventists, the Jehovah Witnesses, and many, many others. So let us all say it together. Here we go. No one knows exactly when he is coming back. No one knows. This certainly applies to the rapture, but even really to the second coming, although as that day approaches, the man will indeed see it coming. One has to believe that such is the point of this chapter of scripture. Verse 37 of our text here in Matthew says, As the days of Noah were, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in those days there will be before the flood those who were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ship. And they didn't know until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. The idea here is that in those last days, Mankind will be continuing to live as if he was going to live forever. Like in the days of Noah, man will not believe until it's too late. Like those days of Noah, they had the warnings, they saw the preparations for the exit, but they just kept living for the day. The picture as a whole thus far, then is one that presents an unbelieving people that would keep on refusing to see, keep on refusing to hear, and would ultimately die in their sinful state. All the while, their very redemption was standing right there before them. Verse 40 says, Then two men will be in the field, and one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, and one will be taken, and one will be left. Watch, therefore, for you don't know in what hour your Lord comes. Now, this passage is somewhat problematic in its interpretation, because if this is speaking of our Lord's second coming, well, we got some problems. Now, Wolverd, the commentator, understands that It is the one that is left that is the blessed one, and then the one that is taken is the one set for judgment. His position, you see, is that the word used for shall be taken is the same word used in John 19, 16, when Christ himself was taken away to the cross for judgment. Some, however, see this passage as describing the rapture, and and perhaps it is. In light of other similar passages, such as Thessalonians 4, 1 Thessalonians 4, It is easy to understand that Jesus speaks of two comings. Two comings. One to get the church and one when he returns with the church. With this, we can see how we cannot know when he is coming the first time, yet scripture gives us enough information 
to see at that point when will be the second coming. Now, not not now we cannot know, but at that point we can know. Because according to Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, it will be exactly 1,290 days after the abomination of desolation, quote unquote. Now, ironically, the world will be carrying on as usual, marrying and giving in marriage. All the while, these horrendous events of the last days will be occurring. Such seems inexplicable until one steps back and looks at how the world is living today. I mean, blindly carrying on with its toys and its entertainments and its fleshly distractions. All the while, the world is unraveling all around it. What we can discern for sure upon his second coming is that this will be a time of separation of the saved from the unsaved. Verse 43 says, But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what watch of the night the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, also be ready, for in an hour that you don't expect the Son of Man will come. Again, we have the warning to be watchful. We will not know when he is coming, so we should watch. One cannot deny the fact that the Lord desires that we live in such a way as to be ready to depart at any time. So are you today? Verse 45 of our text here in Matthew says, Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has set over his household to give them their food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord finds doing so when he comes. And most certainly, I tell you that he will set him over all that he has. But if that evil servant should say in his heart, My Lord is delaying his coming, and he begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunkards. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he doesn't expect it, in the hour when he doesn't know it. In verse 51, and he will cut him in pieces and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. That is where the weeping and grinding of teeth will be. So here lies the most important issue of this whole chapter. How are we to live until that day arrives? Christ, you see, wants to find us as a faithful and wise servant. Most of all, he wants to find us doing, not sitting and waiting, not lost in the material pleasures of this world or self-absorbed in our feelings and desires, but faithful to the calling, faithful to the blessings he has given us. In our lives, the way we wait for him manifests who we truly are. Notice that the story seems to paint a picture of a person who knew he had a master and he knew that the master was coming back. But he was buying his time. He thought he had time to live as he pleased and could get things straight in some other day in the future. But he didn't. And he was lost. 